Today is Fresh Vision Church's first anniversary. And as I mentioned, uh, we officially launched last year on Father's Day. And for over the past year, God has been with us every step of the way. Now, although we may not have necessarily grown numerically, per se, God has taught us a lot and has blessed us a lot. And as we move forward to this upcoming year, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that God will continue to do so much more with us. I can honestly and personally tell you that I'm just as certain today as I was last year that the creation of Fresh Vision Church is God's will and purpose. And I'm certain and I'm certain for that for a few reasons. Firstly, the spirit within me, God's spirit, affirms it. And then secondly, I've seen and experienced the blessings upon us as a church. And thirdly, he's kept he's kept the door open for us to continue to meet here. So as, as long as the Lord's hand is upon this church, I will still be here faithfully teaching. Even if it's to a room of empty chairs, I'll be here. You know, I'll look, actually, I'll be looking at that camera there. <laughs> you know, um, I'll be here because I know this is where the Lord wants me to be. On this special one-year anniversary of Fresh Vision Church, the Lord has put it into my heart to give you a, a message of encouragement. You see, I know that it can, be, it can be discouraging to look around and just see a handful of people. And it can be discouraging because in the culture we live in, a successful church is often measured by the size of its building, the number of its people, the number of people attending, and the number of programs being offered. It's easy to, to get into the mindset that God can only, do more, can only do more with more. In a minute, we're going to read about how Jesus was able to do a lot with just a little. I'm also going to be sharing with you some of the things I believe God will accomplish through Fresh Vision Church by looking at how we got here, where we're currently at, and where we're going. My hope, as I prepared, as I prayed and prepared for this message, is to leave you encouraged with what God can do when we leave things into his hands. So at this time, please turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. That's where we're going to be this morning, Matthew chapter 15. And we're going to be reading from verse, four, from verse 32 this morning. All right, so once you're there, um, join me in prayer to ask the Lord to speak to us through His Word this morning. Heavenly Father, thank You again for bringing us here together to hear from You, to learn from You. Just be able to open up Your Word and see the truths that lie within them, Lord, within Your Word. Lord, we are thankful that you brought us this for, and, and I know that you will continue 
to take us further, Lord. So I ask right now that anyone who just may be discouraged, unsure of what to make of what we're doing here, Lord, I pray that you will encourage them, that you will speak to them, that you will just show them that you're here and that you are blessing us, Lord. Encourage us this morning, Lord. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 15, verse 32. Now Jesus summoned his disciples and said, I have compassion on the crowd because I've already stayed with me three days and have nothing to eat. I don't, want them to, I don't want to send them away hungry, otherwise they might collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to fill such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After commanding the crowd to sit, da- sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish and he gave thanks broke them and kept on giving them giving them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate they all ate and were filled then they collected the leftover pieces seven large baskets full now those who ate were 4000 men besides the women and children after dismissing the crowds he got on the boat and went to the region of Magadan now Prior to this point of Matthew's gospel, Jesus had been traveling around the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, teaching and ministering to the people around there. In verses 21 to 28, it tells us about how deeply he moved by the faith of a Canaanite woman. As a result, he blessed her by healing her daughter who had been possessed by a demon. We're also told how he, had, how he healed a large number of people who had been suffering physically. Now as he taught and ministered to them, this large crowd never left. And they continued to stay and learn from him. And so this is where this passage picks up. Jesus calls his disciples over and expresses to them his compassion for these people. Because for the past three days, he's just been ministering to them. They've been there just anticipating every word that was coming out of his mouth or that was going to come out of his mouth. He was sharing with them, teaching them, healing them. And they were there for three days and hadn't had anything to eat. And Jesus had compassion for them. Now, if you noticed... If you notice, he was only expressing a problem to his disciples without giving them a solution to it. I believe he does this in order to see what they might come up with. He wanted to find out from them, okay, this is the, the situation. You know, without saying, what do you think? He was asking them, what should we do? You see... This wasn't the first time they were in this situation. Back in chapter, ver- chapter 14, verse 13, Jesus had miraculously fed over 5,000 people 
during that time. I think Jesus hoped that they would use that as a reference of his path faithfulness, of his past faithfulness, and ask him so they would ask him to do the same to meet their present need. Unfortunately, though, they didn't. And their only solution was by asking him a more problematic question. Where could we get enough bread in this desolate place to fill such a crowd? In other words, we're in the middle of the El Paso desert. How are we going to get food for these people? There's not, you know, there's not enough bread. So rather than rebuking his disciples for their short-sightedness, he simply asks, how many loaves do you have? When they responded, they only had seven loaves of bread. And in some translations, it says, instead of saying a few fish, it says two fish. When they responded with that, that's all Jesus needed to hear. He directed all the people to sit down. He thanked God for what was available, for what those seven pieces of bread and those two fish. And then began to distribute it to the disciples, where they then distributed it out to, the, to all these 4,000 people. And again, that day, 4,000 people were filled. And there was also enough leftovers to fill seven basketfuls, seven baskets full of bread. See, the thing is, when Jesus asked how many loaves they had, it wasn't to see if there was enough food. Rather, he was asking so they would know what they had so th- so th- and, and believe what God was going to do through him. He wanted, he wanted them to see for themselves that once again, God alone does the work by providing and multiplying. You see, the number of loaves and fish was irrelevant to Jesus. Even if there had only been one fish, one loaf of bread, his desire was for all these people to be filled. His compassion was strong enough that he was saying he wanted to feed these people. He trusted in God to meet his desire and provide what was necessary according to his will and purpose. And guess what? God came through. God came through in an amazing way. And in not just in an amazing way, but in an abundant and exceeding way. Jesus showed his disciples that day that he can do a lot with a little. Now, as a Christian believer, don't make the mistake of thinking that you don't have enough to offer to make a difference. He can use the little you think you have and do great things with it. I found a little poem, and I don't know if you've heard it before, and I think someone made it into a a small little like uh, nursery rhyme or whatnot, but it said, Shamgar had an oaks goad, David had a sling, Samson had a jawbone, Rahab had a string, Mary had some ointment, Aaron had a rod, 
Dorcas had a needle, all were used for God. Don't allow the enemy to convince you that you're too weak or too obscure to be used by God to accomplish his will and purpose. Listen carefully to what Paul had to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through 29. Brothers, consider your calling. Not many are wise from a human perspective. Not many are powerful. Not, mar- not many are noble birth. Instead, God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God has chosen what is insignificant and despised in this world, what is viewed as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something, so that no one can boast in his presence. He can use you just like he used the seven loaves and the two fish. When you begin to feel that God can't possibly use you, can't possibly use a person like you, I want to encourage you to do this. Come to God and simply tell Him, Lord, this is what I have to offer. This is, just tell Him what you have to offer. And leave it in His hands. And then, whatever He gives back to you, just distribute it. Now, as a young church, still in, in its infancy stage, we must keep a similar mindset. Our numbers may be few, but I believe God can do a lot with a little. This is His church. We are His people. And our faith rests in Jesus Christ alone. And I stand firm in the belief that where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. Those were the words of Jesus. So don't let our numbers discourage you, but instead be encouraged in the fact that He's with us and He will use us for His glory. Now, Right now, Fresh Vision Church may look like just seven loaves and two fish. It may seem like, you know what, there's not enough here to do anything significant. But as the pastor of this church, I don't want us to look at our situation the same way the disciples did, the same way they saw it. You see, they made the mistake of forgetting who they were with and how much he had already done with them. He had shown them and taught them. My desire, my deep desire is to tell Jesus, here, Lord, this is what we have to offer. Take it and do what you do best. You've provided before, and I trust that you will provide again. That's my desire. That's what, I hope, that's what I want to tell Jesus. I want you to be encouraged by this passage as much as it encourages me. Instead of our, looking at our numbers, 
Look at what God has been able to do with what we had, what we have to offer. Church, there is no better place to be than in the hands of Jesus. He's proven so many times and in so many ways and with so many people that he can do a lot with a little. Now, if you're here with us, if you're visiting, if you're watching this video, listening online, I want to take a moment to talk a little bit about Fresh Vision Church and why our first anniversary is special. And we're going to be doing that by looking, by looking into how we got here, where we're at, and where we're going. So just a little bit of history about how we got here. Back around 2012, the Lord had begun to put it in my heart to plant a church and to teach his word. Now, I was hesitant at first, and I was hesitant for a number of reasons, a number of reasons. First off, I wasn't spiritually ready. You see, two years prior to this, in 2010, I had just rededicated my life to the Lord after 10 years of just spiritual rebelliousness. And in 2012, two years after rededicating my life, my wife and I were still working on reestablishing a relationship that I had absolutely damaged, that I had really messed up. And, you know, I also wanted to just reestablish a connection with my kids. Secondly, I was hesitant because I didn't feel ready and equipped to plant a church and teach the Bible. You see, when you wake up from a coma after having been in a coma for 10 years, it's not a good idea to go out and run a marathon. In my case, I needed to spend time being strengthened by the Lord and I wanted to equip myself with the knowledge and tools to plant and teach. So I dedicated myself to learning everything I could about planting a church, what was necessary. I went to church planting conferences. I enrolled myself in Bible college, online Bible college with Moody Bible Institute and just started to to, to just take everything in. I mean, it was just, what God was doing in my life was just amazing. He was just giving me all this, and I was just taking it all in. But I, I knew that I wanted to, 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 to be more equipped. And thirdly, one of the, the third reason I was hesitant, and it wasn't, and the third reason I was hesitant because it just wasn't the right time yet. You see, I was really involved at Calvary Chapel Sun City. I was working and going to school full-time and whatever free time I had, I was just with my family. I was either sleeping during the day or you know, trying to spend time with the family during the evening. In addition, I didn't want to move forward without the full support of my wife. It was important for me to have that and I wanted to wait 
until she was ready. I knew that it, this wouldn't be, it would be too many problems, too many stresses if she wasn't fully on board. So again, it just wasn't the right time. I needed to wait until she was ready, until she wanted, until she felt like she, um, she was also called to come alongside and, and help plant this, plant this church. So while God was making it apparent that he was, what, was, what his calling was for my life, he was also teaching and showing me a lot of things. He was teaching me patience, endurance. He was teaching me compassion, tolerance, and what love for others means. Loving others even when they've completely messed up, when they've disappointed, when they've, you know, just completely have hurt others, have hurt us, how to be able to continue to love them and not take it personally. He also began to give me a vision for this church. Now that vision became our vision statement for Fresh Vision Church. And that can be found in our website. But that vision statement says, Fresh Vision Church aspires to cultivate a community within this current generation who faithfully desire to promote and advance the gospel of Jesus Christ through love and self-sacrificing service. And as God continued to prepare me he gave me four principles that would form the basis of this church's purpose. Those four principles can also be found on our website and they became our mission statement for this church. And those are one, proclaim God's redemptive plan for mankind to the community of, of Northeast El Paso using the entire inerrant word of God in a clear and expository manner. Number two, lovingly engage with all people with grace, truth, and mercy as it was exemplified by Jesus Christ. Number three, equip the believers with biblical truths in order for them to grow and mature in their faith. And the fourth one, encourage and assist in the development of potential leaders to go out and multiply using their specific God-given spiritual gifts. Well, by the beginning of 2016, God had made it clear that it was time and that whatever excuses I had would be nothing more than just disobedience. So after taking my pastor's suggestion that I wait another six months, Fresh Vision Church had its first official Sunday service last year on Father's Day. Now there, there is, I, I gave you a condensed version you know, my wife, she's been through it all. You know, she knows exactly everything that's, that's, that's happened along the way. 
but we've seen God do some amazing things here, as I said. Now, although we may not have grown numerically, we have seen people come and go and, be, and just be blessed. We've had a lot of visitors from the hotel. We've had visitors from other churches. But God has been with us every step of the way and has blessed us more than what I expected. What began as a small calling in my life over 20 years ago, when I first gave my life to the Lord, has now brought us here. Has now brought us here celebrating one year as a church. So now that I've told you how God has already done a lot with a little, I want to tell you how, what he's currently doing, that he's currently doing a lot with a little by explaining where we're at. Now, as you know, if you've been here with us, we've just completed going through the Gospel of Mark, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. Next week, we're going to be going through a new book in the New Testament by also covering it the same way. Also, thanks to your tithes and offerings, we're financially doing well. We're also doing well. We're completely self-supportive. And what that means is that we're not, dependent, we're not dependent on any other outside source for financial support. We're not getting resources, financial resources from anywhere else. Everything that we're doing here, the, the, rent, the renting of this room, you know, um, the other ministries we're, we're, we're helping out, um, all comes from you guys. And we're doing well. We're not, um, we're not stressing every week if, you know, if we have enough. God has blessed us in that way too. And, and we... And I thank you for that. And also, we just we don't owe any debts. We don't have any debts, and we're not under any form of payment obligations. So right now, again, that's a great thing, that we're not in any kind of debt. Now, with what is coming in, we are offering some financial support to a local prison ministry and also are continuing to look for ways to give to individuals and groups in the missions field. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this service, we're also in the process of establishing a young adult youth ministry. And in our discussions about it, we see that God can do some great things with it. And I'm excited, um, Isaac's excited, so we're looking forward to that. We've also been blessed by being able to meet here in this room. For the past year, Candlewood Suites has permitted us to meet here and have been absolutely wonderful to us. I don't know if you've ever, I don't, I don't know if anyone here has had a bad experience, but they've been, really, they've been really good to us. We've established a good relationship with their Sunday staff. And honestly, we'll just be forever grateful for them. God has, you know, used them to, to bless, the, bless us here to be able to meet here as, as a church. More importantly than everything, though, those are just a few examples of what he's doing, but more importantly than everything I mentioned, 
I can confidently say that Jesus Christ is being preached here and everywhere. You see, if we do nothing else, the one thing we will always do is preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There is nothing more important on this side of heaven than the salvation of a sinner who repents from their sins and trusts Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's just some of the things that we're currently doing. Now I want to move in a direction to see the Lord, where I see the Lord leading Fresh Vision Church, where I see Him leading us towards. And my belief that He will continue, he will continue to do a lot with a little. Now, before I explain that though, before I explain where we're going, I want to share with you some of the things that I've been praying for, for this church. I've been praying that God would bring faithful people who would come alongside of us as co-laborers. That they would also see the vision that the Lord has given me for this church and commit themselves to seeing it be fulfilled. I've been praying that God would provide a more permanent location for us to gather so that we will be able to help meet the needs of families with young children. I know it can be difficult sometimes, you know, I, I'm talking to Robin, just taking the kids to an open, in, you know, open area there. So yeah, that's my prayer is that the Lord will one day be able to provide for for us a place where we can meet where that wouldn't be an issue where we can just have a room so the kids will just be able to to hang out and I think with that also that might also encourage other people to come by and 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 visit us and check us out I've also been praying that God would open up more opportunities to serve in our community and share the love of Jesus Christ to the lost those have been my prayers those have been um, and those are just some again some of them you know we've been praying for, for the past year for a worship leader for someone to come and and uh, I mean I think what we're doing here with the YouTube videos um, they're great I know that it really God has used them also to touch me and to, to you know I've, I've been worshiping the Lord but I think there's just it's just a different experience when you actually have someone singing and, you know, playing an instrument. So that's been my prayer. That's, you know, that's been also one of my prayers. Um, and I'm sure, you know, some of you have shared, have shared with me some of the things that you've been praying for for the church. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on here. A lot of things we're praying for. Now, again, these are just a few of my prayers and if you're thinking or you've decided to make this your home church, I ask that they be your prayers as well. I also ask that you spread the word about the work that God has called Fresh Vision Church to accomplish so that we may, so that we may pray, so that they may pray and consider being a part of it as well. Everyone here, regardless of what their age, regardless of their age, gender, background, you're an important factor here. 
And God wants to use you to do some great things. As I said earlier, don't allow the enemy to convince you that you're too weak or too obscure to be used by God to accomplish his will and purpose. Don't allow the enemy to tell you, hey, you know what? Um, You need to fix all these things in your life before you're able to really be used by me. Now, there are certain cases where, yes, that should happen. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of maybe a drug addict or a severe alcoholic in those extreme severe cases. But things aren't going well for you. You're just dealing with some really stressful situations. God can still use you. Don't think that your life needs to be 100% dandy, 100% perfect in order to be used by God. No, he wants to use you. He has gifts. He's given you gifts, and he wants to use those gifts to bless the church you've decided to make your home, your home church. God doesn't see your limitations. He sees your potential. Now, as a pastor of this young church, this is a direction I believe the Lord will continue to lead us in. We will continue to unashamedly preach the truth of God's word. We will continue to look for ways to help and minister to the community we live in. We will continue to build relationships with the love of Christ. And we will continue to love, encourage, build, and serve one another with the spiritual gifts he's given us. God has been so good to us this year. And I'm thankful that he's brought us this far. I hope that a year from now we can look back and see more of his blessings Now, don't get me wrong, I I, I do. I am also praying that our numbers will grow. But even if they don't, even if we have the same amount of people here next year, it's okay. It's okay because He is with us. And if He is with us, numbers don't matter to Him. It's the heart. He looks at the heart. And again, wherever, you know, wherever two or three are gathered, gathered in his name, he's there. So again, I'm not looking at numbers. I'm just looking at whether lives are being changed, whether, you know, um, we're going out and, and, and helping our community. I want us to be a church that serves, that loves, that cares, that, that just preaches the gospel. You see, if he's able to feed 4,000 people with just seven loaves of bread and two fish, he is, able, he is able to provide the entire city of El Paso with the people sitting here today. God can and will do a lot with a little. Don't forget that.
he's proven to us already in this past year what he can do if we just trust in him and leave it to him to provide. In the letter to the Church of Philadelphia, Jesus told that church, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door that no one is able to shut. I know that you have but limited power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Let us look to this church as an example of the type of church that pleases the Lord. Let us strive to be a church where he is able, where he is able to do a lot with a little. We're a church that preaches the gospel. That's what we're about. We, we believe that Jesus died to forgive us for our sins, that he rose from the grave three days later and is now in heaven at the right hand of God, preparing a place for those who trust in him. This is the message we preach. This is the main message that we will always preach as a church. And if you're listening and you believe Jesus Christ died for your sins and deeply recognize your need for a Savior, ask Him to forgive you from the sincerity of your heart. And He will. He will forgive you. No matter how far you fall, no matter how bad of a person you are, He will forgive you. He died on the cross. He suffered and endured the punishment of the cross for your sins. Just reach out to Him and He will. He'll forgive you. He'll give you a new life. You'll be born again. And as a born again individual, you will be with God in heaven for all of eternity. Now, in a minute, I'm going to lead you into a prayer to receive the Lord into your heart. But before I do that, for you again that are with us, you know, here, thank you. Thank you for being here today, for celebrating with us. And I hope again that you're encouraged. I hope that, again that you may consider making this your home church and seeing again what God is going to be able to do. We look forward to this upcoming year. We look forward to what God is going to continue to do through this church. And who knows, you know, I know with God all things are possible. Who knows, maybe next year we may find ourselves in another building, you know, more space. You know, but I know that God is good and he's going to do great things with us. Pray for me too, please. I'm just as easily tempted as anybody else. But what keeps me from from going down that route is remembering again how far he's brought me. The relationship that I now have with my wife and my kids. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want to... I don't want to be that pastor that you hear about 
a year from now and says that I've fallen. No, I just, I want to be an example for you. So, again, just continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for my family. Um, I will be here as your pastor, as your leader. And I will continue to encourage you to use the gifts that God has given you. Let's pray. Lord God, we do. We thank you for bringing us here in our first year anniversary as a church. Thank you for what you've done in the past, what you're currently doing. And we do, we thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. We're in your hands, Lord, and we just want you just to use us like those two fish and those seven loaves. Lord, I pray for every individual here that you may use them in a mighty way wherever they're at. If you're listening and watching and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and and you understand now what he's done for you and what he will do and just the, 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 the mercy that he extends to you with the sincerity, with a deep sincerity of your heart wherever you're at just pray this prayer to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior Holy Father God I realize that I'm a sinner that I've done some bad things in my life I'm sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive me of my sins I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for me was buried and rose again I trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I choose to follow him from this day forward Lord Jesus please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today if you pray that and welcome welcome to the kingdom of God and heaven is rejoicing right now over you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us. Thank you for this past year, Lord, and, and may we just have another blessed, wonderful year in teaching your word and, and in teaching others about your love. We praise you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.